Proverbs chapter 4. In praying and seeking the Lord about this evening, I believe I've been definitely impressed along this line. And uh, I want you to believe what we just prayed because I've got a number of notes here, but this is a very, very big subject. And uh, I just want to trust the Lord to lead us the right way at the right time. So that utterance is not just all up to the preacher. It's greatly affected by the hearer. You remember the Apostle Paul said on more than one occasion, he said, I would have gone into this and that, but you couldn't hear it, he said. So apparently he didn't get into it. And uh, I just in my small experience, I've been to places before where I had something on my heart. I felt like we needed to get out while we were there, and I was there a whole week and never got it out. If you knew what it was, why didn't you just tell it? Because the scripture says, don't cast your pearl before swine. Don't give that which is holy to the dogs. Now, that's not calling people names. What's, what does that mean? Pigs do not appreciate pearls. You give them a pearl, they don't know the difference between that and a gravel rock. Right? So you're foolish if you give the pearls to the pigs and come away crying and say, well, they just stomped them in the mud and they don't even appreciate them, how much they cost. Well, you're dumb for giving them to them. You should have known that. But uh, uh, there's other places I've been that, man, uh, there, there's such reverence for the word and such faith until I'm learning things while I'm speaking. I'm saying things that I never thought of and things beyond my understanding. I'm, I had to go get the tape and go, wow. I mean, <laughs> I like that. Oh, boy. Well, you know, do we really hear from God? When we come in these times like this, does he speak to us through the word and through the ministry gifts? God speaks to us. That's an awesome thing. If everybody in the world understood that, they'd be standing out in the parking lot in the streets and and try, you know, because God really does talk to us in these times. And we respect it and value it. Proverbs 4. Verse 18 I want to read, and then I want to back up and and see what goes with this. Proverbs 4, verse 18. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just, we're made just in Christ, made righteous, is as the shining light... That shineth, shines and keeps on shining, more and more unto the perfect or complete day. The path of the just, everybody say, that's me. me. Is as the shining light that shineth more and more. How many like that? That sounds like prosperity. More and more. You know what the Lord said? Uh, the Lord will, in the Psalms, the Lord will increase us more and more, us and our children. This verse is prosperity. I see it clearer than I've ever seen it. I've known this verse for years, but this verse is prosperity on every level. How many would say your life is different today than a few years ago? Hmm? What would you attribute? Well, have, has there been improvement? 
What would you attribute that improvement to? Hmm? The Lord. Be specific. I'll help you. You got light. Is that right? You got light and you walked in it. Amen. That's why your life is different today. You got light on healing. Right? There was a time when you didn't know it was God's will to heal you. Or you weren't sure. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he don't. You never know. (laughs) I don't care for that phrase. You just never know. Have you ever heard that? You just, I mean, it, it is, it's quoted more than many scriptures in church circles. People get in the middle of something and they'll, they'll try to look wise and go, well, you just never know. You just never know. You ever heard that? Everybody say that's not a verse. Not a scripture. I remember one in Ephesians that says, Be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You'll know the truth. And truth will make you free. It didn't say you'll just never know. That's just kind of a soapbox I get on once in a while. I don't, I don't care for that phrase. But um, you got light. You got light on prosperity. I'll never forget when I got light on prosperity, began to get some light. I grew up poor. My parents were poor. My grandparents were poor. Generations of poor. And our whole bunch, you know, we had this philosophy. We're poor, but we're proud. (laughs) Not knowing God would deliver us from both conditions (laughs) if we would believe it. Poor people are some of the proudest people you will ever meet in your life. Because they feel like that's all I got is my pride. (laughs) Huh? You know what I'm saying? It's bad stuff. You'll you'll listen to the Lord. He'll deliver you. Bring you into true humility. It's the humble that get to grace. And bring you into prosperity. And bless you so much that other people ooh and ah. But you know how to handle it because you're not too proud. Uh, I mean, it all works together. (laughs) You got light. I got light. I found out God wanted me. uh, He did care if my bills were paid or not. He wanted wanted me to have something besides a a beat up raggedy car and a a wore out trailer. And dead everywhere, which is where I was at. Amen. And it's amazing where God has brought me to. You ought to see the house he just gave us. It's a kicking house. I mean, it's. (laughs) We lived in Tulsa for 20 something years and the Lord had blessed us with a good place there. And he dealt with us to move to Branson. Well, I knew Phyllis liked her house and we'd been believing and sowing for years to get to that place. And I had some things that I liked set up there. And just I was just being natural one day and getting ready and thinking, Lord, you know, you serious about this deal? I mean, and he asked me this question. He said, do you believe I can do better than this? I, I distinctly inside me, he, do you, Keith, call my name, Keith, do you believe I can do better than this? 
I said, yes, sir. And that was the end of that. And I tell you, he has. In every way, we got a better office, better facility, better house. Much, not, not just a little bit better. Much better. Much better. Glory to God. And I mean, just like uh, the week or so after we got this deal closed, the place appraised for almost twice what we gave for it. Man, that's harvest. That's harvest. Amen. You reap in a lot of different ways. And you reap, you know, reaping in God, it comes when you need it. Doesn't always happen. It doesn't, the books are not balanced every Friday. Or the end of every month or the end of every year. But you stay with the Lord. And it's coming around. Amen. Everybody say light. Your life is different today because of the light that the Lord has brought you into, that you've received. The eyes of your understanding were enlightened and you saw it. Whether you were sitting on a pew, reading a book, listening to a tape, and you saw it and you thought, glory to God, I'm righteous. You saw it. You said, glory to God, He can keep me and protect me. I can be led by the Holy Ghost. He'll multiply my seed sown. There was a time you saw it. This is an ever increasing ongoing process. We are light is to increase from grace to grace, from faith to faith, from glory to glory until we step into the next realm. And I believe it's just going to keep on going for eternity. God is light. Amen. He's light. And in the light, you see things. You can't see in the dark. Right? The whole world is lying in darkness. Talking about the unsaved world. They're in the dark. That's why they write all these goofy books about why are we here and, and, you know, what purpose do we, they, they ain't got a clue. They're in the dark, fumbling around, feeling and trying to find, until you come to Jesus who is the light, the truth, the way, the life. Until you come to him, you are blind. You can't, I don't care how many degrees you've got and doctorates you've got, you're blind and dumb till you come to him. He enlightens you. Amen. You can sing amazing grace. I once was blind. But now I see. It's good to see. I said it's good to see. Glory to God. We ought to just lift our hand and thank God. Hey Lord. Thank you. We're not just blind and unsaved. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Path of the just is the shining light that shines more and more until the perfect day. I wish I could just shout about this the rest of the night. (laughs) But I got to get into some other things. The Lord is not making this thing hard for us. It's the enemy who is the confuser, the distractor. The deterrer. 
And he's very subtle and very crafty about it. When we're born again, the Lord enlightens us and sets us on a course, a path, a way, the way, which is Jesus, the way. And it's, it's not something that you have to go up to heaven to find and cross the sea and climb the highest mountain to try to find the path. So you see people in other religions. And they starve themselves to skin and bones and they go through all these rituals and they go through all these journeys and all this stuff trying to find the path and follow the path to enlightenment. Hmm? Sound familiar? See, all spins off of the real. You can never find enlightenment through effort and through seeking in and of yourself. Jesus is the light. And he is the light that enlightens every man that comes into the world, the scripture said. You cannot get light except through him. And so when you're born again, the Lord sets you on this path, on this, on this way. And if you'll just stay with him and simply... Keep it simple. In simplicity, follow him. It'll just get brighter and better. Amen. Every week, every month, every year, you'll get richer. I said every year, you'll get richer. I'm going to say that again real slow. Every Years, somebody say, yeah, but sometimes you have a bad year. Don't say it. If you believe that and you say that, then you'll have ups and downs. Even here, ministers talking about slumps, summer slump, churches. Well, everybody goes on vacation and you have your summer slump. Did you find that in the Bible? Slump? Where's, where's that in the New Testament? Where's the slump scriptures? Business owners talk about, well, this is my off season. This is my slump. Fall slump. Winter slump. That sounds like something of the devil. Slumps. <laughs> Somebody, a friend of mine... He, he made the mistake of saying that. And he, he got a hold of it and turned it around. And he said, no, now we have a summer surge. <laughs> a summer surge. And it didn't happen, I think, the first summer or two that he said it. But after a while, he began to go up in the summer instead of go down. He got his words and his faith back on it. Amen. On this path. It's supposed to get brighter. Amen. Am I reading the scripture here? Yes. Read it again. Yes. The path gets what? Bright. Shines more and more. That means brighter and brighter. Just like the sun comes up in the morning. And it's not very bright at first. But it gets brighter. And it gets brighter until the full noonday sun. And it's brilliant and bright. And no shadow. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're supposed to get richer every year. Smarter every year. Better looking. 
Master, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, Brother Keith, he done gone too far now. I mean, you get to a point where, you know, you start getting old. and I know that. The outward man is growing older and perishing. But I tell you what, I don't care if you got three new wrinkles and some extra gray hair or less hair. You put some more glory on that face, (laughs) you will look better. Beauty is more than skin deep. So much of beauty comes from the inside. Hmm? You can take somebody that has beautiful physical features, but if they're full of selfishness and full of hate, I mean, it absolutely makes them ugly. Change it, doesn't it? Changes the shape of their face and the contortion of their eyes and their mouth and nose and all that. But you, you know, you put the glory on somebody. <laughs> they start looking better and better. And with more and more light. Your joy should increase. Every year. Your peace should increase. Your understanding. This is the way it's supposed to be. And for some, I almost said a few, it is that way. But for many Christians, it is not that way. And that's one of the reasons I'm here to talk to you tonight. For many Christians, it is not this way, even though it is the will of God. And the reason being is people get off the path. If you're not improving, if you're not getting stronger year to year, you got off the path. Because on the path, it gets brighter. When it gets brighter, it gets better. Now here's where humility comes in. If your life's been a mess for the last five years, and it ain't got better, it got worse. Don't try to say that's the will of God. Don't try to say, well, well, you know, my call is so important that the devil just unleashed half of his bunch against me. (laughs) And... If that theory was true, then the most important ministries would never get anything done. That's giving the devil too much credit. He can't do any more than we allow him. No. He can't just come in and shut you down. He can't just come in and mess up your marriage. He can't just come in and mess up your finances for five years in a row. He ain't that big. He is a defeated foe, a stripped, brought to naught, under your feet, defeated one. (laughs) You know what the Holy Ghost said to me, this has been a few months ago. The Holy Ghost, he's he's got a sense of humor. (laughs) He said, Keith, he said, the devil is a loser. I said, 
a loser. He said, yeah, glory in it. I thought, and I began to meditate on that. And you know, he is. I don't, I don't just mean a loser. He's the loser. <laughs> he's, now, he don't want me to tell you this because he don't want you thinking like that. But think about it. He tried to overthrow heaven and what? Lost? Lost. He tried to destroy the plan uh, at the beginning with Cain and Abel and tried to mess it. Lost. He tried to, he, he almost got it done during Noah's time. Thought he'd wipe the whole thing out, get God to judge the whole thing. He got it so bad, but he lost. Noah was spared. And out of Noah came, this. he thought he'd destroy it. At juncture after juncture after juncture. Even up to Jesus. And he thought he had it when he had him crucified. But what happened next? <laughs> he lost. <laughs> he lost. Have you read the back of the book? What happens next? <laughs> he loses. He loses. He, lo- he is the loser. That's what he's going to be known as. <laughs> the loser. He don't want you to think like that, but it's a... You know what you are? You are more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer. You're a winner. It's what you are by nature. It's your essence. You're destined by the Almighty to overcome and win. That's another message. Back up, if you would, to verse 11. I want you to see some of the context of this passage. Hadn't got to my introduction yet. <laughs> How many are with me so far? Amen. See, there's no need in going on to something next if we don't have the first part. We'd be better off just camping here all night and get that. You're better off getting one thing or two things than me telling you 20 things and it just going. How many believe we're on a path of light? And in this path, if we follow the master who is the way, it gets better. (laughs) It gets brighter. Right? We're following him where he told us to be. Doing what he told us to do. It's going to be getting better. I didn't say we wouldn't have any challenges. I didn't say we wouldn't have any things to deal with. But we'll overcome every one of them. Amen. And when it's all said and done. We'll be better. Than when we started. Amen. Every month. Every year. Every decade. Smarter. Stronger. Richer. More light. More revelation. Better. Brighter. Amen. Amen. And if that's not the case, as it is not with many, 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 many Christians, what happened? They, they didn't stay on the path. Right? And this, this proves this. Let's begin reading. Verse 11. You understand this is the wisdom of the Lord speaking through these writings. God is wise. You know, there's been several times in my life he did something and you just want to stand back and go, God, you are smart. Man, you are smart. I would have never thought of that. And he is. He's so wise. 
And this is the wisdom of God. Verse 11, he says, take it just like this, the Lord speaking to you personally now, because it is, I have taught you in the what? Way of wisdom. I have led you in what? Never a wrong one. Never a wrong. It's kind of aggravating when people mess up and then they still try to blame it on God. They try to say, well, you know, the Lord told me to do that and, and it didn't work, but I was just doing what he told me to do. In 10 years, they're in a slump. <laughs> that wasn't a right path. So just admit it. No, the Lord didn't tell me to do that. I got a harebrained idea. Huh? It's real simple. If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's you. Right? Keep it simple. Right? Don't blame him for failure. And, but people do, don't they? I mean, I mean, whole books are written and volumes are written and sermons are taught. and Whole churches are based upon some of these things. Well, you know, the Lord's leading us in a hard path. The way is hard. The way is hard. Uh-uh. No, no. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. That's scripture. That's Jesus now. And my burden is light. Everybody say light and easy. Light and easy. But what if it's hard and heavy? You got off the path and you let the devil load your wagon. And buddy, he will load it. He will load it with condemnation. He will load it with insecurities and fears. And I mean, he'll load you to your sway back like an old horse with your belly rubbing the ground. Till you fall out. But the Lord, the Lord didn't want you to be his pack mule. You're his racehorse. Well, sure, didn't he say, lay aside every, every weight and the sin that easily besets. And do what? Not drag and slug. Run! 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 Light and easy. How can you run? Because it just keeps getting brighter. Further down the road I go, I can see better, I feel better, I can run better. Amen? Until it gets so good, I realize I'm not on the earth anymore. (laughs) This is a real upgrade. Keep reading. I have led you, the Lord said what? In right paths. And when you go, Your steps shall not be straightened. And when you what? Run. Run, You shall not stumble. Stumble. Stumbling is not ordained of the Lord. Stumbling and falling is not the plan of the Lord. Now, thank God, if you stumble, if you fall, and you call on Him and repent, He'll pick you up. He'll strengthen you. He'll get you back on track. But don't try to go off and tell, well, the Lord 
trip me so I could fall, so I could know what it was like in the ditch, so I could have a ditch ministry. (laughs) I didn't intend to say that. If you spent part of your life in the ditch and God delivered you, thank God. And if you help other people out of the ditch, thank God. But don't tell people God put you in the ditch for 15 years so you could do it. Not so. He had a path and a way for you that didn't include the ditch. You just didn't follow it. Right? And the Lord's merciful. Your steps will not be straightened. When you run, you shall not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the what? Now this is the same passage that the path of the just that shines brighter and brighter. Just a couple of verses later. But he warns you before you get there, don't take the wrong path. Can the righteous take a wrong path? Yeah, they can. Can the righteous take the path of the wicked? Yes, Yes, you can. And every step out of the path of righteousness is a step into darkness. The Holy Ghost is helping us tonight. He really is helping us tonight. Think about it. Now, when people are looking at you and they're crying their eyes out and they're going, I just don't know what to do. What's wrong with them? They are in darkness. They don't know what's going on. They don't understand. They don't see the way out. They're in the dark. That is not normal for a child of God. A child of God on the path is supposed to see things clearer today than you did yesterday. Right? So what has happened here? They got off the path, right? And when you get off the path, get off the road, and take a wrong turn, you go through towns you would have never went through. You go through places you would have never gone through if you'd have stayed on the right road. I know our very first... uh, meeting that we had when we got out of school we didn't wait a week i rented a holiday inn ballroom and away phyllis and i went in our oldsmobile and uh had us a meeting well i think we barely made budget after a week and we're on our way back in i was exhausted and phyllis was going to drive we had to come back through st louis on our way we're up north somewhere and we came back through and uh, I, I, I'm awakening and Phyllis is crying. <laughs> I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? She said, I don't know where I am. <laughs> it was nighttime. And, it, it, you know, it, it was a real deal. There were a lot of detours there during that time. And it was, it was very confusing. And we were in the very worst part of town. And there were some folk eyeing us. And I said, just don't stop. Just don't. <laughs> just keep moving. I said. 
and I'll I'll swap out later, but don't stop here. Just keep <laughs> keep moving. Well, we should have never went through that place. And see, a lot of people are in the wrong place at the wrong time, and bad things happen. Hmm? What if they'd have been at another place? Never were even there. You know, so much of our divine protection is intertwined with being led by the Holy Ghost. You can't just quote the 91st Psalm and ignore the leading of the Holy Ghost and you're going to be okay all the time. So when you take a wrong turn, let's say you, you, you were going, supposed to go south and you got a, took a wrong road. Now you're headed due west and you're making good time, but you're going the wrong way. <laughs> and uh, it's dark and there comes a storm and there's a tree in the road and you hit the tree and it knocks out your radiator and breaks your axle and you're on the side of the road and some thieves come by and rob you. Well, you went through some stuff that you would have never gone through if you'd have been on the other road. Do you see this? Does it make a difference that you stay on the right path? There's a way that seems right. But the end is what? Destruction and death. Now he goes on to say, Enter not into the path of the wicked. Go not in the way. Everybody say way. You hear this language? He keeps using the same kind of language. Path. Way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. This is emphasis. Isn't it? What is he saying? Don't turn off on that exit. Hmm? Do not get off. The way. Then why do millions get off? This is reality. Millions get off. And millions go the wrong way for decades. Millions. I know a fellow in healing school. I had the privilege of working in healing school at the Hagen Ministry for a number of years. And a man was there, diagnosed terminal. We're ministering to him for a couple of weeks. Sweet-hearted man. His wife was there with him. He was a very kind, tender man. And you could just tell there was something special about him. And uh, in the course of the couple of weeks, you know, we're praying about what's wrong and, and what to do about it. Healing is God's will for him. But we don't just receive according to what God can do. We receive according to our faith. And so uh, finally I got to talking to him one afternoon. Because the Lord led us that afternoon to teach on doing the will of God. And I used this phrase. I said if you want God's best you have to do his best. Talking about if you want his perfect will manifested in your life. You have to do his perfect will for your life. If you're going to do only his permissive will, then you're going to enjoy only his permissive will, blessing wise. 
And he, he came after that, and, and I, of course the Holy Ghost was talking to him. I didn't know how pertinent it was. And he said, oh, Brother Keith, he said, I see it, I see it. I said, what? He said, the Lord dealt with me to go to Africa when I was in my early 20s. Well, here he's now 60-something years old. I said, well, did you go? He said, no. I said, are you sure he dealt with you to go? He said, I know he dealt with me to go. I said, well, why didn't you go? He said, my wife didn't want to go. And she finally told me it was Africa or her. If I went, it'd be without her. And I just couldn't stand the thought of not being with her. And she wanted to do this and another thing and a business and have a normal, what she called a normal home. And we tried to do that. He said, now for 40 years, we've been sick, sickness after sickness, problem after problem, struggled financially, problems with the kids. Well, the Lord didn't do that to him. But he's on a different road than he's supposed to be on. He's going through places he's never supposed to go through. Do you see that? A good man in so many ways, but he decided to take another way, another route. He said about verse 14, what about the path of the wicked? Hmm? Help me out now. Enter not into it. And then what did he say? And go not in the way of evil men. And what else? Avoid it. it. What else? Don't even pass by it. Let me just stop right there if they don't pass by it. Do you know, let's say you want to lose a few pounds. Do you know it's easier to pass by the grocery store than it is the ice cream aisle? Do you know that? <laughs> you know, uh, the, the writer telling his sons the wisdom of God, he told them about the wayward woman. He said, don't go near the door of her house. Don't go down there. Why? Well, I've heard people say, well... I'm just going to go see. I'm just. (laughs) I'm just going to go. See how the other half lives. You know. See that's pride. That's thinking. You're stronger than you are. That's not admitting. That you can be tempted. Especially if you yielded to that thing. In times past. If it's pulling on you. I don't care if you have to drive five miles to not have to pass by it. That's right. Amen. Go around it. That's right. Avoid it. Yes. Don't pass by it. Everybody say don't pass by it. You can't trust your flesh any further than you can throw it. Have some sense. Don't subject yourself to unnecessary temptation. You'll protect yourself and you'll protect your heart, protect your marriage, your family. Amen. People, let people laugh at you if they want to. Oh, why don't you, you'd save 
10 minutes if you just drive by the liquor store. Well, if you used to have a drinking problem, they don't know what you're dealing with. They don't know that half a day at work you're thinking about that liquor store before you ever get off to drive by it. Well, then, if you got any sense, what will you do? Don't drive by it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. Verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Verse 19. The way. Do you see what he's talking about through this whole chapter? The way of the wicked is as. Now see, put that with what we just read. The path of the just It's light. It gets brighter. The path of the wicked is darkness. And by contrast, it gets darker. And you get dumber. (laughs) That sounds humorous, but I'm not trying to be funny. You do. In in the path, the wrong path, you're going away from faith. You're going away from joy. Away from peace. And the Bible talks about in Romans that when people were unthankful, their foolish heart was darkened. The more unthankful you get, the dumber you get. I know that sounds funny, but it's a fact. The more unthankful you become, the more unintelligent, the darker and duller you become. Intelligence is a product of the Spirit. And, and real intelligence, there, there are no limitations to what we can understand or remember. People talk sometimes about the, the brain and say, well, the brain is, you know, we got all these brain cells that we're not using. And sometimes people feel like when they're in college and cramming for exams and stuff, they feel, man, I think I got something in every one of those cells. And I, I just go, no, mm-mm. The brain is simply the physical organ the mind functions through. Your mind is not limited by the brain, except in expressing itself in this realm. But the mind is unlimited. There is no limit to what you can learn and what you can understand. You're created in the image of God. And the thing that makes people dull is, is fear and unbelief and unthankfulness. The, the devil is so mean and so cruel. He'll start on little ones and get somebody to tell them, you know, something's wrong with you. You're slow. Why don't you get that? And if he can get them to believe that, are they going to be giving thanks for their intelligence? No, they're going to be in other different ways and words cursing themselves and what's wrong with me and why am I not as smart? Well, then you're going to get darker and duller and darker. Brother Kenneth Hagin tells this. He said before he was saved, born again, he said he did poorly in school. He failed and almost failed. And he said after getting born again, and getting the life of God in him, and getting the word of God in him, uh, from then from his junior high to his high school, he said he knows his mentality increased 80%. Amen. 
And if you've heard him, you know the man quotes chapters at a time and remembers everything that happened, in, you know, decades ago. And, right? He said he was not that way. But the more you immerse yourself in the light and the more consistently you stay on the path, you get brighter, literally and mentally, brighter and brighter and brighter. This is exciting, friends. Everybody say brighter. I've experienced it. There have been times in my life that I've walked closer to the Lord than at other times and given myself more to the Word than at other times. And I see the difference in my own life, man. I mean, when you're too much flesh and not enough Word, you get dull. You just, you know, forgetting stuff. And then people act like, well, I'm, you know, I'm past 40 now, so I just got nothing to do with it. Nothing. No, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. But there have been times when I really pressed in. And it's amazing. Wake up in the morning with no start-up time. Do you know what I mean by that? I'm not, no, no dragging around time. No half a gallon of caffeine before you jump-start your brain. I mean... I mean, wake up and your brain is moving. It feels like at light speed, man. And you're just seeing things and understanding things and remember. And it's tough for people to keep up with you. You're just moving too fast in your, in your mind understanding. And it's not a, a, a run, run, run. It's peace. But you are covering a lot of ground. And you're remembering everything and aware of everything. Oh, there are different levels to live on. And we're supposed to just get brighter and brighter and sharper and and quicker. If you stay on the path, you will. But the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Does this help us get and stay on the path? Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Does this have anything to do with being on the path? They are life to those that find them. Health or medicine to all their flesh. Should you get healthier? Stronger? Somebody said, well now, Brother Keith, you know, when you get older, I got one word for you. Moses. That's your name. There it is. There it is. Moses. The Lord had to tell him to die. (laughs) He said, time for you to die. He said, oh, do I have to? He He said, yeah. So he climbed a mountain at age 120. Stood up there and looked over the promised land without binoculars. Think about it. Climbed a mountain at 120. With no other aid or support. He did it. Stood up there with eagle eyes. Scripture said his natural force, his moisture had not abated. 
He was like a young man in many ways. Hadn't dried out. 120. No, pe- people settle for two less. I mean, you, people just accept, well, I'm over 50, I'm falling apart, that's natural, you know. If you believe it, if you think in your heart, that's the way you'll be. But, if you'll believe something else, I'm on the path. Everybody say, I'm on the path. I'm on the way. It gets better. I get better. I get stronger. I get brighter. I get quicker. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I know you're not going to be when you're 85. You won't be just like you were when you are 25. I, I know that. But you don't have to be stiff and can't get around. And, hmm. No. On the path. The reason people don't have the best is because they get off the path. Follow some, what somebody else thinks. Beware of reading other people's books. And believe in that instead of the Bible. The Lord did something with me that totally changed my life and helps keep me and, and make, help me make adjustments and corrections all through my life to this point, to this day. When I first came to Ramah, in my first year, I was beginning to see, thank God for Brother Hagin. He, he put such an emphasis on the integrity and the place the Word is supposed to have in your life. And that, that's forever changed me. And the Lord spoke to me during the first part of that first year of school. And he said, Keith, he said, examine what you believe. Why you believe it. And where is it at in the scriptures? He said, don't, don't let yourself off. Examine it. Scrutinize it. Anytime you realize something you believe, he said, ask yourself that question. Where's it at? Where's the scripture? Where's the verse? And during the next several months and, and the, the year after that, it happened again and again that I would think of something and I'd go, well, yeah, I believe that. And here's that question, where's it at? And I think, well, I know it's in there. And I'd get to looking and I couldn't find it. And I think, well, I know it's in there. Sure, it's in there. I mean, I believe that and Grandpa believed that and my preachers believe that and most people I know believe that. Well, where's it at? If you believe it, if you're going to build your life on it, you ought to be able to find not even just a half a scripture, two or three in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And if it's a real theme in the Bible, you'll find that and much more. And there were sometimes I'd keep you off and on. I'd, I'd search and think about it for months and finally just have to come to the conclusion. It's not in here. And realize that's something somebody told me. I heard a preacher say it one time. It's something grandpa told me or something mama told me. Hmm? And people will fight you over this stuff though. Well, my mama was a good woman. Well, I I didn't say she wasn't. That doesn't mean she's right about everything. It don't mean I'm going to build my life on what your mama thought. As fine a woman as she probably was. There's only one person fine enough to build your life on. And he is the word. 
made flesh, and so we build our life on the Word. Had a woman come to me one time after the service, and she said, Well, well, now, Brother Keith, it's just like the song says. And I said, I said, excuse me, the what? She said, just like the song says. I said, the song? She said, yeah, just like the old song says. And I mean, she was quoting it like scripture, man. And, and I, I said, well, you know, that's not scripture. She looked at me like I slapped her. My mother sang that song. and my, People get what Jesus said. You have rendered the word of God of none effect by your traditions. Don't you think that charismatics have no traditions? And word of faith folks have no traditions. We've been around long enough now (laughs) to have developed some of our own. And uh, I challenge you, do that in your life on a regular basis. Every time you think and you realize something that you believe, challenge yourself. Where's that at? Where? And don't try to take something and twist it around and make it say that. Does it say it? Is it there plainly? Two or three witnesses. If not, maybe you shouldn't put so much stock in it. Keep reading. Verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look straight before thee. Keep your eyes straight down the road. And ponder the what? Think about where you're going. Think about, am I on the path? Ponder. Check up, am I on the path? Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Another translation says, ordered aright, turn not to the right hand, nor to the left, and remove your foot from evil. Now, here's my introduction. (laughs) The Bible talks about erring, E-R-R, erring, and error. And if you look up the words, it literally means to go astray, to get off, we would say today. We use that language commonly today. So-and-so got off. Hmm? Don't lift your hand. I don't know any testimonies on this, but have you ever got off? Even if it was for a short time on something? You ever got off? I have. I have. You know, you can get off in ignorance. You can get off because of a number of things, which I'm going to get into, I think, of why people get off. That's the thing I had in my heart that I believe the Lord wanted us to get into. He doesn't want people off the path. And yet millions of Christians are off the path. How do you know? It's easy to look. They're in darkness. They're confused. They're worse off in many ways than they were five years ago. Ten years ago. And uh, the Lord actually said this to me some time back. Well, this has been several years ago. About this, he said in a time of prayer, very real to me. He said, Keith, there is a misconception among your circles. I knew what he's talking about. Word, faith, and charismatic, and Pentecostal. A misconception 
in your circles. I said, what is it, Lord? What? He said, it is this, that if you will, quote, get in the word enough, it will solve all your problems. He said, if you listen to enough good tapes and read enough good books and go to enough meetings and get, quote, get in the word enough, it will straighten out your life and it will solve all your problems. He said, wrong. I thought, well, we sure believe that. I know we believe that. He said, no, it's only the doer of the word that gets results. Doing the word puts you on the path. Doing the word will keep you on the path. Amen. Everybody say that out loud. Doing the word will put you on the path. And doing the word will keep you on the path. Amen. So you don't get off the path doing the word. Hmm? Impossible. You have to start doing something else. Doing something else is what gets you off the path. But doing, not just hearing. And that's why we don't, sometimes don't want to talk about it. But I've been around this long enough to see and I know what I'm talking about. We've got people that have been going to meetings for 20 years. And got closets full of tapes. And in some ways are no better off. Than they were 20 years ago. And that's not right. That's not the will of God. And it's not because they're more spiritual and being attacked more and going through more. and It's none of that. It is, for whatever reason, failure to do the word. Failure to do. And so many people... If you've been in, in the Christian way for a while, you know this. So many people start out so wonderfully. Have you seen this? Ah, oh, they get saved. And what a, what it is. Do you remember when you got saved? Oh, you get, you're saved. Everybody looks wonderful and rosy. <laughs> Everything is pie in the sky and the grass is green and the birds can sing. What does that sound like? You're on the path. You're in the light. Right? Things are bright. So then how do you come up five years later, half backslid, disgruntled, bitter at three pastors, working on their ninth church? Come on, Holy Spirit. Hmm? Finding fault with this doctrine. Finding fault with that doctrine. I know of people who used to be on the cutting edge of preaching prosperity 25, 30 years ago. And as recently as 10 years ago, they're out in the parking lot of large meetings putting flyers on windshields against the prosperity message. How'd that happen? They got off. I said they got off. They got off the path. And when you get off the path, there's nowhere else but darkness. You leave the light, there ain't nothing but darkness. 
Jesus is the light. Go, go to John and I'll close with this. It's a good place to close. I've hardly done anything I intended to do tonight. But I think this was better than what I intended to do. Glory to God. Yeah, John 8. Ready to shout? Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 8, 12. John 8, 12. Then spoke Jesus again unto them. And what did he say? Here's one of these great I am statements. Who is the I am that I am? It's the Almighty, the Creator revealed Himself through this. And Jesus used this terminology. That's one reason they tried to kill Him a couple of times because of this. Saying, I am. It meant more to them than it does to maybe some folk today. But He is. I am. And I like that first statement when, when Moses says, well, who do I say sent me? He says, tell them I am that I am. You, okay. He am. What? Who, who sent you? He am. That he am. And here, here's the big blank. Am what? <laughs> I am what? He am what? That's why he said it like that. It's too much to say. Too much to say. I am what? Light, truth, strength, holiness, perfection, glory, healing, prosperity, deliverance. Redemption. What do you need? He am. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't say it all. But he thought of a way to say it all. I am that I am. And Jesus in the Gospel of John, if you read, you'll see several of these I am statements. He said, I am the door. I am the resurrection. Right? I am the good shepherd. These are compound redemptive names that reveal an eternal quality and characteristic of the Almighty. And God himself is perfectly manifested in Jesus. We're seeing the Father and seeing him. Jesus said, I am what? I am the light of the world. This is what we've been saying all night now. What the Holy Ghost has been saying. Jesus said I am the light of the world. You'll find it in no other religion. Nobody else can say that. I'm sorry. But, but I cannot. Some things you just cannot compromise on. People say, well, 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 now, 
That's very presumptuous. I mean, what about all these other religions with all these millions and millions of followers been around for all these centuries? You're going to say that their way is not a legitimate way? There are many ways. No, there's only one. Just one. One. Well, what about their way? It leads to destruction. Well, you're just, you're just narrow. Yeah, and saved. There is a broad way. Hmm? And many that enter it. And the end is death and destruction. And there is a straight and a narrow way. The way. The way. The light. There's light in no other. And we, we're not going to help people in darkness by telling them that they're in the light. No. They're not in the light. They're in the dark. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he that follows me, now get it? He that follows me, what will happen? He shall not walk in darkness, but he shall have the light of life. I like just saying it. I like just saying it. Light of life. That's what you should go to sleep in tonight. The light of life. Wake up in in the morning. The light of life. Amen. Drive to work or whatever. In the light of life. On the path. How do you know I'm on the path? Gets brighter. (laughs) Gets better. Gets gooder. Now let me give you a for instance, and I am commencing to get ready to start to close. <laughs> Let's say, for whatever reason, you are going to be dropped off by parachute into the middle of the Amazon jungle at night. But you're with a guy who grew up there, spent all his life there, considered the best guide in the Amazon, and he's got a great light, too. He's the guide, and he's got the light. Y'all jump out of the plane. You're hooked together. You hit the ground. He's got the light. It's dark. It's thick. You hear some weird sounds. And you shine the light, and you see all these eyes looking back And you realize it's dinner time (laughs) in the Amazon. (laughs) If you are smart, if you got just some smarts, well, not that much, what will you do? (laughs) Huh? He's been here before, he knows where he's going. And he's got the light. If you got any smarts, you would say, hey, bud, me and you, okay? I mean, <laughs> if you're going to stop fast, you better let me know because my nose will be buried up in your back because I, me and you. <laughs> if I'm breathing on you, I'm sorry, but <laughs> me and you. 
tonight it's me and you. <laughs> what if you come to a fork in the road and he's got the machete and he's going through this thick place. It looks like a pretty good little path over here. And you go, hey man, there's a, this is an easier path here. Not all the cutting. He says, no, 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 you don't want to go that way. He said, just stay with me. And you go, no, now. I know some stuff too. <laughs> Famous last words. I know some stuff too. Yeah, you know, I was in the Boy Scouts. And he says, no, 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 you don't want to go that way. Just stay with me. And you go, no, no, I'm going to go this way. And no amount of talking. He try, he t- talks to you, tries to tell you, tries to explain to you. But no, you want to go that way. You think that's a better way. And so nothing doing. He cannot convince you. And you turn and go that way. Every step away from him, what happens? It gets darker. He's got the light. Right? And you don't even know where you are. You don't know where you're going. Would somebody do something that stupid? Millions do it every day. Jesus has been here. He lived the life. He overcame every temptation. Amen. He's been through the earth. Victorious. Only man to never yield, never got tripped up, never got deceived, was never defeated. And he is the light. Amen. He's been here. He knows how to do it. He's done it. He's proven it. And He is the light. And He puts His Holy Spirit within us. And He gives us the ministry gifts. And He's given us the Word. And He's given us all these things. And He's here to hold our hand and walk us through this thing. It's not that long. If it's a hundred years, it's just a vapor. It's here and it's gone. It's just a, it's a, it's a walk through the earth. Faith school. Faith camp. And yet, we've got millions upon millions who are saying, no, nah, no, I want to do this. I, I want to go this way. We're not judging. We're not throwing rocks. I had a man a few years ago, a friend of mine, and uh, he always would tell me, he'd say, now, Brother Keith, I love you. I respect you. And man, if you ever get anything, and you... you did you think I ought to know? Tell me. Please tell me. And, and of course, most of the time, I wouldn't say anything to him. I mean, I didn't have anything specific. And But there came a time, I won't go into detail, but there was a very traumatic time in his life. And he got his eyes on a certain thing. And he was, I saw he was set to go that way. And the Lord sent me to him. Got me up in the middle of the night. Said, go to him. Tell him this is not the way. Tell him if he goes this way, it's going to cost him everything. So I did. It was uncomfortable. I sat him down, looked him in the eye, and I said, now you've told me for years. 
you know, that that you were open. And if there was something that I had from the Lord, you wanted to know it. I said, well, here it is. He woke me up last night, sent me over here. And he said, this thing that you're looking at is not the way. I, it is exceedingly rare for me to say something like that pointed and that strong. I believe in people being led of the Spirit for themselves. We all have the Holy Ghost. But the Lord's merciful too. And if you're not listening, He can give you some extra help sometime if you'll pay attention. Thank God for it. And I told him, I said, no. I said, He's got something better for you if you'll just hold on. And if you just stay with this and don't do that. I said, just hold on. He's got something better. He told me to tell you He's got something better. So, what happened? He got off the path. Happened, well, I won't even tell you all the trouble he's been through, but uh, another man, same thing. The Lord sent me to him. said, no, no, this is not the way. Another thing. And he said, well, okay. And then the next day he went straight and did it. Cost him everything. This, this situation cost him his family, cost him his marriage, cost him his ministry, cost him all his prosperity, his dignity, everything. So why would somebody do that? Why did you? We've all got off the path a little bit at times. Well, all of us have had situations where we didn't listen. You must have listened some. You're here tonight. <laughs> you must have been on the path some. And here's what I want us to do. I want you to stand up on your feet. I want us to stir up ourselves that we are getting off of the wrong paths and off of the wrong tracks and out of the ditch and off of the side of the road. We're getting in the middle. Amen. In the very middle of the path of the righteous. Amen. And we're going to stay there. No matter what anybody. No matter what pulls us from any side. Our minds. Our thoughts. Our feelings. Our flesh. No, we're going to get in the path. In the middle of the path. And stay in the light. We're going to say like the psalmist David. My soul follows hard after thee. Lord, you are the light. And if I walk with you, I will not walk in darkness and confusion. I will walk in increasing light. Brighter, brighter, better, stronger. Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Say this out loud. Pray this out loud and confess this out loud before the Lord. Only if you mean it. If you don't mean it, don't say it. But if you do from your heart. Father God. Thank you. For saving me. Not leaving me. In darkness. I've been translated. Out of the kingdom of darkness. Out from the power of darkness. Into. The kingdom of light. And love your dear son. Thank you. Thank you. I acknowledge that darkness and confusion that I've experienced was not your plan. 
You didn't lead me into confusion, nor evil, but any of that has been from me getting off, getting out of the way, off of the path. Forgive me. I ask sincerely. Forgive me for being ignorant and foolish, so foolish. As to think, I could go a different way, a better way, on my own. In any way that I've erred from the path, reveal it to me, I pray. Show me and help me to get back on, fully in the perfect path. Of righteousness, that your light may increase mightily. Help me, strengthen me with strength by your Spirit in my inner man, that I not let anything pull me off or away from your perfect path. In Jesus' name. My soul follows hard after thee. Where you lead, I will follow in Jesus' name. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.